Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this yeah. podcast yeah. thing. Me neither. <laughs> All right, I'm good. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Becca. Oh my god, I think I have like too many tabs open or something. My computer is not running at its optimal speed. Yeah, I have the same exact problem. But right before we started, I was like, which of these tabs can I cl- close? And I was like, mm, none of them. Yeah, well, I opened like three new tabs while I was waiting for you. And oh. there's like two YouTube videos. Yep. <laughs> it's a real problem. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll get through it. We will. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> we're all oh in this together. Uh, all in this. Nope, nope, oh my God. nope, nope. I, <laughs> I was watching this like uh, British apocalypse show. It's literally called You, Me, and the Apocalypse. And oh, yeah, I heard about that. I like it. It's amusing so far. But they have the American president go on and give this big speech, and the last line of his speech is, we're all in this together. And nobody <laughs> commented on the fact, like, does nobody understand that, that immediately, like, people will start singing in their heads? Yeah. Like, <laughs> high school musical, right away. Yeah, that, that aphorism is forever ruined by that musical. <laughs> yeah, like, you literally can't say that anymore without, yeah, without singing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I did just see the other day online, it was like, um, the part where the guy's like, I play the cello, and then it's all the people's reaction afterwards, and underneath it was just like, biggest overreaction in cinema history. Because <laughs> their hands are all just up, and they're all like, facing away, like, oh no, cello! <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, you know all those stereotypes about cellos, and who plays them, stuff like yeah. that, you know, it's... It's a um, real, it's a real burden. It's an epidemic for sure. We should all donate to the cello fund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the cello ribbon fund. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. That was good. That was really you. good. Thank you so much. I deserve all that praise. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let me tell you about something I got in the mail today. Oh, it's not please. Please. It's not in the room with me, so I'm going to actually have to get up and go get it. Oh, so, boy. And here. we're going to lose internet connection. And... I know. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Just take, like, three guesses out loud so the listeners can guess what you think that my dad sent me oh, today. Oh, dad. Okay, I thought you yeah. were, it was going to be, like, a wedding invitation to that guy's <laughs> wedding. No. Um, okay, one second. Okay, let me see. Your dad sent it to you. I'm assuming it's going to be, like, potato chips or some sort of food. Or maybe it must be something from it must be something from your childhood, but if it's so embarrassing. Yes, that is close. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. So on top of it there's this paper that he wrote and it says, Shannon, I think this would be the perfect first production for Inevitable Theater, which is the theater group that I wanted to start this summer. Uh-huh. The lead the lead is a girl. Two exclamation points with a smiley face under it. Like <laughs> oh, the old style. Adorable. The, the story has a great has a great pace. Moves right along. Catchy title to love, duh. Okay, and then it's this. <laughs> you wrote a story, Shannon. This with is illustrations. From, I got an A on it, a sticker uh, A. Obviously. An iguana or chameleon on, on the A. Okay, and it's, I wrote this in kindergarten. <laughs> Will you be performing it for us live on the podcast right now? Yes, live in studio. <laughs> Shannon will read. The Very Hungry Kindergartner. 
by Shannon. <laughs> and I'll have to explain the artwork because obviously our listeners can't see what you're seeing, but this is a portrait, self-portrait of me in my uniform. That's from, from little kindergarten? Yeah. Holy me high crap, stockings. Shannon. Look you're at that. You're really good. Do you know what my drawings look like in kindergarten? I mean... I feel like now I have to pull them out to show you and tell you about <laughs> the book I wrote called Homeward Bound. Oh my god, is it based off the movie? <laughs> it's it's insane. These 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 parents leave these two kids in Canada and say, "Come meet us in Texas." <laughs> they have to walk there, <laughs> and they go too far. Anyway, <laughs> so you had abandonment issues about moving when you were a kid. Is I thought I was coming up with a brilliant original story, and then oh. I was like, "I'll call it Homeward Bound." The name of that movie I really love is about people getting left behind and going to find their families. <laughs> oh, such a good movie. <laughs> okay, so this is the Very Hungry Kindergartner uh-huh. by Shannon, mm-hmm. and I read it earlier today, and I didn't see a single spelling mistake. That's so. A-plus. Incredible. I mean, you're just yeah. blowing me away. First of all, the quality of these drawings. This drawing's not so great. <laughs> this is, is that a is that a boat or a watermelon? It's a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, you, can you see the bun around it as well? So anyway, it says in September she ate one hot dog. In Very October, <laughs> she in had October she ate two hamburgers. Wow. Funny fact: it is October, and I had two hamburgers for lunch today. What? <laughs> two hamburgers? Yeah, they were left over and they were going to go bad, so I was like, better eat both of them. <laughs> I'm still very hungry. That's today. it for the month. That's all you get. Better not eat oh. another hamburger. Nope, nothing else. In November, she ate three apples. Mm. Yep. Getting a little healthier. Good. Yep. In December, she ate four fish, which I don't know how I came Yikes. up with that because I never ate fish as a kid and mm. I never still do. So this also... They look like they're, like, living fish in the ocean. Yeah. Do so. you like the butt, butt fins? Look yes. Butt. Yes. They look like little penises with, with fins. <laughs> That's what penises really look like. Oh, okay. I just didn't realize. <laughs> in January, she ate five eggs. I was a little lazy Whoa. on this page. Those Whatever. are some very different sized eggs. <laughs> yeah. They look like zucchini. More yeah, there's, like, an eggplant in there, I feel like. In February, she ate six cakes. Oh boy! Just, yeah, with a little very candle different sizes as well. I think we might have been instructed to do different sized things. Interesting. This is my favorite one, I think. In March, she ate seven noodles. <laughs> seven whole noodles. Seven noodles, <laughs> aka some worms growing out of the ground. Is what it looks like. <laughs> uh, in April, she ate eight pieces of cheese. Wow. Oh, boy. Is that Swiss, I guess? Swiss cheese. Yep. (laughs) How else do you draw cheese? In May, she ate nine Kit Kats. Oh. Look at all those Kit Kats. (laughs) Oh. All right. I'm ready. This is is the end. In June, July, and August, she had a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) What a plot twist! And what is happening? Is there a portal opening above your head? Are you going to another dimension? I think I'm going to the beach, but there's a tree. So here's the tree. There's a butterfly. But this is definitely an umbrella. And that's me. Look at that. Beautiful. And there's obviously the sun sun with the sunglasses on. Obviously. It's like, it was like an unwritten rule as a child. If you didn't draw the sun with sunglasses, like, what's wrong with Uh you? Come on. Missed opportunity. And here's the finale. 
She grew and grew, and she grew into a first grader. Look at those muscles. You are... (laughs) My God. Still wearing my uniform. (laughs) Yes, but you've hulked out. I hulked out. But it's such an interesting way. It's mostly just your arms have gotten so long that you've become a gorilla person. Yeah. Yeah, and my hair also went from this triangle shape Uh that you can see on the front here. Great drawing on the front, I gotta say. Too horrifying. Like rag doll that's like whose arms have been pulled too long and got stretched out. I just remembered I used to do noses like the letter S. Do you see the nose? Oh my god, it's just the letter S. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh boy. Anyway, I got an A on that, so I'll be putting um, I mean, that play together. You did all your counting, you did the months of the months. year, you remembered yeah. summer vacation. I mean, yep. A plus. Thank you. I mean, very good. Very good, I have to say. Mine, I feel like in kindergarten, the only thing, we had to do journal entries every day, and it was like, mm. mine was like, my mom had a back crap. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> a back crap. It was, we were waiting for the school bus one day, and my mom had a cramp in her back or something. <laughs> and so I went to school and wrote down what happened that morning. My mom had a back crap. <laughs> and it sounded like a running family joke about the back crap. Oh my god, and that's amazing. Yeah, there was like, <laughs> I also looked like a crazy person I remember in kindergarten because my grandmother called me on the phone, and she used to joke all the time. She, it was my, this was my mom's mom. She used to joke all the time and tell me ridiculous stories. And she would make up stories all the time just to make me laugh on the phone. And she told me that, she goes, oh, no, my, my tushy is stuck to the ceiling, and, and you're going to have to come with a, with a toilet plunger to get it off. <laughs> and it was just so insane to just, you know, as a kindergarten, kindergarten, <laughs> what was that? as a small child. <laughs> that was absolutely hysterical to me. So then I go in the next day to write my journals to what happened yesterday. And I say, yesterday, my grandmother got her butt stuck to the ceiling and I had to use a toilet plunger to get her off. <laughs> and of course, you turn this into the teacher. And the teacher's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, like where, like, uh, it just seems like, where does the child come up with these crazy ideas? And like, did this yeah. really happen? Or like, what is, what are they trying to tell me? You know? <laughs> Amazing. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, this leads into the topic that we were not doing today. No. Of children's media. We should just talk about children's media now. Oh. Uh, what what did I text you the other day that looked like uh Wishbone? What was show was that? Oh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who <laughs> <laughs> It was so spot on. It was okay. Um, yeah, so there was an episode of Doctor Who last week where at one point very early on in the episode like, this alien guy who's posing as Odin and for the Vikings or whatever appears in the clouds. His face appears in the clouds. And I swear to God, it was, like, a shot-for-shot remake of Wishbone. <laughs> like, it had such that feeling yes. of, like, cheesy, like, but, like, let me teach you something and mm-hmm. terrible special effects that are... You know, like, whatever. You don't really care because you're kids sort of thing. It's just... Oh, man. That was so spot on. As soon as you texted me that, I was... I was just, like, screaming. I, I, I was screaming. I was like, oh, my God! <laughs> because it is so spot on. Ugh, I couldn't mm-hmm. put my finger on it. But then you said it. 
And yeah. now I'll, I'll never forget that. Yeah. But I can't go, I tried to go back and watch Wishbone when I was, like, it was a couple years ago. Because I was like, because I was Wishbone and I was like, I want to remember, like, a certain classic. Like, I want to remember how that went or, like, what was it about Wishbone that I love so much? Never go back. Never go back is the tip I'm giving you. Never go back and watch things you loved as a child because everything is a lie. <laughs> yep, that's a good point. The wishbone parts were really cute, but the other parts, which I always remembered enjoying, with the kids that were like our age, who were like mm-hmm. 10 or 11 or whatever, Joe and Samantha, right? Who are some names? I don't remember no. it as well as you. <laughs> but I watch this all the time because my mom had a very limited number of show, like list of shows that were acceptable to her that we could watch, and Wishbone was one of them. So mm-hmm. whenever that was on, I could watch it. Anyway, those children were the worst actors I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know that as a child. I was just like, these kids are so cool. I want to be just like them with my best friend, Wishbone. <sighs> he would be a good best friend. I, I just wanted a dog so badly when I was younger, and I, because I always imagine, like, when I have a dog, we're gonna go on adventures together, just me and this dog, like, yeah. you know, go off into exploring into the woods, maybe he falls in love with a woman while he's pretending to be, you know, Huckleberry Finn. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going the with The amount that. of, a, like, human women who fell in love with a dog on Wishbone yeah. was uh-huh. staggering. The one I remember really well, oh, the two I remember really well. There's a Hunchback of Notre Dame one, I'm pretty sure, where he had a little lump on his head. Oh, so good. And then the Phantom of the Opera one, of course. (laughs) So, I don't know. I will always remember Rip Van Winkle, because he had a long white beard attached to his face. That poor dog. (laughs) That poor dog. It was like six dogs. That was the best part. Oh, really? Did they just, like, paint on the spots? (laughs) So they all matched? I think so. I think they probably didn't even try that hard, but, yeah. Yeah, probably not. Uh, okay, yeah, well, so we should just come out and tell our listeners right now that we put no effort into this week, because no. you texted me, and you were like, let's just talk and yeah. ramble, and you spit out, like, four great ideas for shows, <laughs> and you're like, but let's not get too, let's do it loosey-goosey, and I was like, okay. <laughs> because, I don't know, I get really, I feel like it's, I get so stressed out when it's like, we have a topic, we've researched a topic, we have these bullet points, we have this very strict format we're staying to, yeah. and it's just like, it kind of saps a bit of the fun out of it. Like, I still I still really enjoy the discussions, and I enjoy mm-hmm. the end result, but I feel like the lead up to it is like, ugh, why does this work? So you're saying we should have recorded our conversation last week after our, the recording we did, where we sat on video chat for like an hour while you just tried to send me a text message. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. We just have to, we have to get on record these brilliant, uh, these hour-long conversations we have of, is it working now? What, what no. setting should I change on my iPhone? <laughs> oh, I hate these updates. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you re- make Siri read it out loud? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we should get them all on record. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some fun news that I heard recently. Uh, did you hear David Tennant and Catherine Tate are coming back to the Doctor Who universe? What? But Wait, don't what get excited because it's only for audiobooks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I should have realized that when you said universe. It's just real. Yeah. I know because I saw a whole bunch of articles about it and I was like, what? What? Everything's changing. <sighs> it's all going to be great. So we're going to go back to the way it was. Can and... we rewrite that last episode? 
Yes. Uh, because <laughs> once again, I always go back to the episode that we just rewatched recently with the Slovene. What was it called? Where they have dinner. Oh, Boomtown. 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 Yeah. I will always go back to the episode to be like, this is such a great, interesting, compelling episode, and there's no, like, MacGuffin, there's no crazy thing that they have to go find, and yeah. they have to go stop the end of the world, or whatever. It's just like, let's have a conversation. Maybe there was some, you know, something with technology in the TARDIS, so that was a little side yeah. plot. But mostly, it was just, let's sit down and have this discussion about, about what it means. versus evil. Yeah. yeah. And then, and so this last episode would have been so interesting if they had just done that where it was like okay first five minutes the doctor makes this girl immortal okay, then spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert for the last two episodes of doctor who with Maisie williams and them yeah right okay yeah. good continue <laughs> so first five minutes he makes this girl immortal and then he's like peace out you're welcome yeah and you have you know you can make one other person immortal and then he's and then you know 800 years later, whatever, he comes back and he's like, oh no, what have I done? What does this mean? And then they sit down and they have an hour-long, like, discussion back and forth and debate over, like, immortality and how to do it right and what it means and, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing and who you travel with and all that stuff. And, you know, he comes to realizations and he comes to appreciate Clara even more and, you know, he, he, you know, maybe has a nice little speech at the end to her about, like, I, you know, I know that neither one of us is, you know, truly immortal or whatever. Like, I'm just glad to be on this road with you. I don't know. <sighs> I just, it was just so disappointing. And instead, it was just, like, condescending. Like, you're just a child and you don't know anything. And then it turns out she was, like, duped. So, just, it was just, like, so, the whole thing where she's lining up with a lion that breathes fire. It's just, like, Why? <laughs> Like, why do you have to add all this other garbage in there when the core is such an interesting idea? Is that you made someone immortal and she, like, she doesn't have, like, she has, like, the memory of, a human, of like, a human, so she doesn't remember all... Oh, it's just... There were so many fascinating things in that, and it was just so, like, obscured by all the crap around it. hmm <sighs> Yeah, I think... I, okay, for, well, first off, you know, I told you this, I didn't really pay attention to the <laughs> episode because I watched the first part, because every episode now is going to be a two-parter for this whole season Ugh. for some reason. I watched the first part, I thought it was terrible up until the last shot of the episode when she was, it was just like that moment in Twilight when the camera is zooming around Kristen <laughs> Stewart when she's depressed for like six months yeah, in yeah. the same place. Like, that shot was interesting because you just got the idea, like, oh, wait, this is going to be, this poor girl's life is going to change forever because she's always going to be alive now. And it was, like, one of those moments where if you actually think about the consequences, there are consequences. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. And then I put on the second part. I was making dinner. And I just found myself making dinner. And I hadn't looked up at the screen (laughs) in, like... 30 minutes and I missed all of that episode yeah. <laughs> basically like I heard it I knew what happened and I went back afterwards and I read a review a recap on Entertainment Weekly and I as I was reading it I was like okay I heard that happen I heard that happen I missed that part oh yeah I heard that. <laughs> whatever and then like 
but I didn't want to go back and watch it because after reading the recap, I was like, did I miss anything? <laughs> like, <laughs> did anything earth shattering really happen? No, it didn't because they wasted another opportunity and they also introduced this huge, like altering world altering plot point of this thing that can make you immortal mm-hmm. and didn't. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, nope. Yeah, and it's just like it would be one. It's just I, they. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. They need a writer's room. Like they need yes. someone to tell the whole, pitch the whole story, show them the script, and then have a bunch of people look at it and be like, okay, great, see the interesting idea. Let's cut out all this other crap. Like I they have, need an editor. <laughs> yes, I have a great reason why that is a hundred percent true because. Last week, we went to, for school, we had a, a lecture we went to, and it was a writer, female writer for Mad Men. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, I always thought, I was like, I watched the first season of Mad Men, I didn't really like it, blah de blah why does everybody like the show? And mm-hmm. after I listened to her talk for two hours, and we watched an episode with her, I realized so much of behind-the-scenes stuff, and I was it made me think about the show very differently. And of course, not every audience member is going to get that look at the show. But now that I've seen it, I'm like, Oh, maybe I would go back and watch that series. Mm -hmm. And so much of it was based on her talking about the writer's room process and how the pitching of stories and the, the idea that there of course is somebody in charge of the entire story, the showrunner, but as a team, they work together under him to make sure that they put forth the product that that everybody wants. And he she also talked about how they would go on like message boards, that's sort of a dated term. They would go on the internet and they would see theories and they would tweak the stories midway through the series so that they didn't come true. And I was like, "Of course they do that. You just totally <laughs> proved that that is exactly what Stephen Moffat does." Yeah. Because he's like, "No. Oh, I hear you hate this." Let's yeah. add it in. Let's right. put Let's more of it in. Double down. <laughs> double down on it. Yeah, so she was talking about specifically this one, I, I think it was series one of Mad Men, where they got in the biggest argument of that year was because January Jones's character, um, the wife and mother of mm-hmm. the show, and she, she was, like, approached by a young kid in the neighborhood who had a crush on her. And... Mm-hmm. It, the episode was written that she would cut off a lock of her hair and give it to the little boy. Mm-hmm. And they had this huge fight in the writer's room. And she was like, I was totally on the side of like, that's insane. As a woman, I would never do that. That's creepy. That kid is creepy. You would never foster <laughs> that relationship with a young boy. Like they, the women in the room were like, that's insane. Yeah. And then the response was, this is why she did it. And they, they went through the whole thing about like, these are our reasons for having something insane happen. And mm-hmm. they go, oh, wait, that makes sense. And once you explain it, there's the whole, like, it's not for nothing. Yeah. And it's more meaningful in the end because the product you're putting out there for the audience, they can eventually understand it too. Right. So it's a huge reason why I think Doctor Who suffers. Yeah, because if you're forced to defend your choices as a writer, then... Yep. You, you realize, like, oh, okay, maybe it, it's not clear in the story that I wrote, like, why, you know, why this happened. So I should make it more clear. 
Yeah. So I, sh- I could make my argument on screen as well, so people don't have to figure it out on their own why this is a reasonable solution. It's yeah. just... Ugh, it's just, called the editing process. Yeah, it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's ridiculous to think that there was that entire Vikings episode just completely engineered just so that we are supposed to care about this one character who becomes immortal. And it's like, if you're a decent enough writer, you could get us to care in five minutes that she becomes mm-hmm. immortal. Yeah. You know, so yeah. there doesn't need to be an hour-long episode to get us to care about a character. I do have to say that first episode really reminded me of a Xena episode. Yeah. It, it just was structured very similarly, like, very simple. The town comes together, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, her t- Xena teaching an army, like, teaching yeah. farmers to be an army, and, and defeating people through civil disobedience rather than, like, attacking other yeah. people, you know? And I, I was on board with that because I, I remember that and I love that about Xena. And I was like, okay, like, that is how the Doctor would defeat Vikings, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, it was, like, so pointless. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm disappointed, as always, in Doctor I know, <laughs> I know. And I, was, I, was, I told you this before, but I was talking to my friends about it and they were like, Doctor Who, is that good? And I was like, it was really good. I loved that mm-hmm. show. And I was like, I keep hanging on thinking it might get better. And they go, when has that ever happened with any yeah. show? And I was like, oh my god. You're so right. Like, what have I been doing with my life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I will say the same thing that when I talked about this with my dad and he said, it's better to be a fan that disagrees loudly than a fan that walks away silently. Mm. Because when you're not there to complain anymore, they think, oh, we're doing a great job. Yeah. Because you're replaced by, you know, another fan who's new and who's like, oh, yeah, I love uh, Peter Capaldi as the Doctor. And, ooh, Sonic sunglasses. That's cool. Mm. Wearable technology. That makes so much sense. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'd rather suffer through a little bit, especially with you, because I can do it with you. Yeah. And and I'm not alone. (laughs) Because there, there is that hope that maybe eventually Moffat will be replaced, you know? Yeah, that so, is a very deep hope I have. I feel like because I will hold on to that forever, <laughs> I'll be <laughs> yeah. here for years. Yeah, uh, yeah. Although yeah. I said this the other day when we were texting about it, who's to say that his replacement isn't, you know, his son? Or who, who's yeah. just like him, or whatever. His son is very young, so it's not going to be his son immediately. But <laughs> you know, somebody who's yeah, just someone like he's him. been grooming for the past five years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I hope that they are wise and make decisions that, that benefit all of their fans, mm-hmm. not just those weirdo ones that like it how it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to tell you about this show that Julie just told me about. But mm-hmm. I want you to delay this recommendation for a month. Okay. <laughs> because it's really annoying. They put out the first two episodes, and then they're like, and then we'll stream all of them November 20th, which is what? just rude. Because the first two episodes are amazing. <laughs> and so it's just incredibly frustrating that you can't just watch the rest of them at once. Yeah. Like what I is just, it called? It's called The Man in the High Castle. Oh, I heard about it. it yeah. I saw the trailer. It looks so good. Yeah, because it's yeah. it's based on this Philip K. Dick novel, 
Yep. And it's so good. It's so good, Jules. <laughs> I just called you Jules. I know. Because <laughs> I was thinking about her. <laughs> she's the one. She's the one who introduced it to me, and I'm really mad at her for doing that. Oh. Um, I didn't know. Yeah, because I knew it wasn't coming out until November. I didn't know it was already online. Yeah, they put the pilot out in like January because that's what Amazon does. They have this really weird pilot oh, selection pi- process. Yeah, yeah, they do have that. Yeah. Where they like put out a pilot. They like you rate it and you review it or whatever and then Mm -hmm. they see how many people liked it or whatever and then they don't choose it based on that at all because yeah (laughs) and then there's other pilots that they'll they'll just other shows that they'll just green light without putting the pilot out first like it's just Mm -hmm. it's kind of garbage but the idea is like they put the pilot out in january like 10 months ago yeah and then for Prime subscribers or whatever this weekend they put out another the second episode hmm. it just feels rude that is a little rude yeah um okay well I want to take this sort of random time uh, <laughs> to talk through Hannibal with you because okay. I've been debating if I should recommend it to you or not and okay. I just want to I want to talk about it because I think it'll help me decide if I should recommend it or not so the f- I think I do want to recommend it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a couple episodes into the third season, which is its last season. And I think so far I would recommend just the first two seasons because mm-hmm. it goes off on a weird tangent for the third one. But that might change based on the end of the third season. However, I can't exactly figure out why I want to recommend it to you because mm-hmm. I think deep down you wouldn't like it. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time... I can't think of a better season finale off the top of my head than the season two finale of Hannibal Mm -hmm. because I, it just continually across that whole episode, I was floored every time a plot point happened. And Mm -hmm. it's very, very rare when it's all very deserved, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just like it's blindsided out of nowhere, like in glee when Quinn gets in a car accident or Uh or like, Oh, the baby's being born in the final episode of the season, of course, or whatever happens. Yeah. You're always expected at the finale and everything. And this finale was so different and so well done. And I want every show's finale to be, Mm. to emulate it because it was such a good hour of television. So I think just for that finale alone, it's worth watching. Okay. I think it's important to know (laughs) going into watching the show which I didn't know until I started watching, that these are not real people. This is not based on real life, because if you watch it going in thinking, oh, this is, they're FBI agents, they're investigating crimes, there are juries and things, you will hate it so much, because <laughs> it is it is so not real. Like, yeah. the amount of times where I thought to myself, he wouldn't be working on this case. He's been accused of murder. He's been accused, <laughs> been accused of serially murdering, like, uh, five people. There is no way he would still be a... not. He's not even an employee at the FBI. <laughs> he's just a guest that they bring in. Like, there's no way this would happen. Uh-huh. And also, it's just like... It's, it's an allegory. You have to look at the whole show as an allegory for humanity as a whole, rather than, like these are real people living their real lives because right. it's not, it's not okay. at all. Okay. So if you look at it like that, I think you would enjoy it. Maybe. 
Like, it's like an alternate universe. Like, Pushing Daisies is like an alternate reality. Sort yes. Of. Yeah. It's... I think that's exactly it. Because it's this... If you're looking at his spectrum of shows, it's Pushing Daisies, Dead Like Me, and Hannibal. And it's like Pushing Daisies at this weird end where it's all comic booky, lovely, colorful. Saturated. Saturated, yeah. And, and everything good happens in the end. And then Dead Like Me is funny more to like real life with a little bit of whimsy but a lot of sadness mm-hmm. in there and then on the very opposite end is Hannibal which is everything is awful <laughs> everybody's it's like one of those things where you know from the first moment that everybody is on a course and no matter what choice they make they can't avoid what is going to happen to them if that makes sense mm-hmm. because it's just like Everything has been set into motion. Hannibal is a god. And you cannot get away from him. <laughs> and if you just go in knowing that, you won't sit there thinking, why don't they just move? Why doesn't? Why don't people move to a different state? Because they'd all be fine. <laughs> Ask for a transfer. Uh-huh. Move, move to a different, like, FBI bureau site. <laughs> yeah. So, I do really recommend it because I think it's good it's it's such good it's very well made tv although i have it's the also the crimes in the show are horrible (laughs) but so if you're you can't watch it during dinner no okay yeah well i will tentatively put it on the list and we'll see what happens okay yeah is it on netflix i don't know it's not on my netflix but it might be on yours i don't think it is it's an nbc show yeah well, um, we'll see. The seasons aren't, like, 20 episodes, though. It's only, like, 13 episodes a season. Okay. I think. Okay. It's a little more. Um, the other thing, because I was thinking about it, I was like, I wonder if I could recommend, like, spot recommend show episodes so you, I could get you to that finale uh-huh. rather than making you watch the whole thing. But it's impossible because so much of the show is, like, connected. Because, just as an example, the the killer that they're pursuing in the first episode spoiler alert gets killed because he's a bad guy (laughs) he is a main character for the entire next two seasons he's in it even though he's dead he's he's in it i remember his name garrett jacob hobbs because he's a main character even though he's murdered in the first episode so it's not it's not like you can just pick and choose episodes it's not one of those it's not it's not a procedural you can't just skip stuff so that's fine yeah that's my thoughts about that alright <laughs> I will eventually give it a shot okay but there's other things I, I would put higher up on the list okay that sounds yeah. good yeah I got called sir today I just remembered that oh I'm sorry <laughs> yeah well I sort of had that moment where it was okay so I walked into GameStop <laughs> and this guy the guy working there was like hi sir how can I help you and I I did that thing where I pause and I wait for them to go I mean never mind sorry and they like panic because that's a fun moment (laughs) sorry suckers Um, (laughs) I feel like I'm duping people it's great Uh, like I trapped you I got you to feel real awkward. Anyway, <laughs> and that never happened. And oh, so I sort of, I sort of like ignored him because I was like, 
you know, when he says, yeah. like, ma'am or whatever, I'll turn. Mm-hmm. Which is bullshit. Who cares? Anyway. <laughs> and then, and so I'm, like, looking around, and then he's like, can I help you? And I was like, ugh. Like, I, I have to go up and talk to you? I can't just, like, look at these things? Like, I had, yes, a specific thing in mind, but I also wanted to look. Mm-hmm. It was just very annoying interaction. Just oh, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then I gave him my little rewards card, and I just wonder if he was, then he was like, uh-oh. <laughs> you, should I on, you should have put on your like southern bell voice and yeah just like oh my stars my, on my hair <laughs> like because that i think when you do that voice people know yeah you know your lady. i think i should just wear a full southern bell outfit with yes. like a parasol and the little lace gloves every time i walk into a store it's probably better for you to stay out of the sun more. Yeah, I really would. <laughs> and, you know, it would probably be pretty warm, so it would be fine in this this weather right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. Twirling the parasol. I also got my TSA pre-checked. It took me five minutes. It was so easy. Oh, cool. Yeah. So now I'm like an old person. I don't have to take off my sweater. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's what we all strive for in life. Right? Right. right? Yeah. I'm very excited to not have to take my laptop out of my bag. You have to take your shoes off, though, right? No. You don't have to take your shoes what? off. Yeah. Like, I don't think you even have to take your belt off. Do you... What do you... Do you have, like, a little card that you carry? It says, I'm TSA. It, like... You you put, like, your number in when you buy your tickets, and then it it's oh. on your ticket. It says TSA oh. free check. Mm-hmm. Huh. But the people at the x-rays don't actually look at your tickets. So it's only the person at the desk? No, they do, like, before you enter the line. You know, you yeah. flash them your ticket, and you're like, pre-check, yeah. and then they go, okay, go to the pre-check line. Oh, I see, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That does sound fun. Yeah. I'm excited. It was, it could, it's for good for five years. It was only $85, so. Oh, that's not I think You do fly a lot, deal. so. I feel like I do. I've, I've flown so much this year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, it's probably why I have another hole in my eardrum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Um, oh, I to... wanted to talk to you about Station Eleven, because I'm really enjoying it. Yay! And you recommended it on the podcast... Yes. ...weeks and months ago. Yeah. <laughs> months ago. I finally yeah. got around to reading it. It's very engrossing. I'm very into it. And I love mm-hmm. it. Okay, so the concept for everyone is, like, there's been... There was, like, a flu pandemic, basically, mm-hmm. and it, like decimated the world's population and then this is 20 years after that and I just I always every time I open the book I'm like I start thinking to myself like is this really what would happen 20 years after like this pandemic I like, know I just keep thinking like what a fascinating like world this has created and it's just like would we really like no one be able to put like electricity back online like how many people are left and it's just like in 20 years like could nobody really accomplish anything like, because you remember how civilization was. It's not like the hundred or whatever where people were, like, blasted by radiation and they don't remember yeah. society before. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it was like people who remember how things worked. There's got to be some people who know how to, you know, turn a power station back on. Mm-hmm. But have you gotten to the people at the airport yet? No, they're they're on their way to the airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. But That's the, my... but they're all alone it's just the two of them at this point right now like Mm -hmm. they like turned around and the whole the whole symphony was gone and it was like what is happening it's so creepy (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm so terrified. <laughs> it is. I'm reading another one of her books right now, actually. It's um, Last Night in Montreal, I think. Let me look. Mm. Last Night in Montreal. Yep, Emily St. John Mandel. Um, it's not as good. I think it might have been her first novel, actually. It's... Uh-huh. Uh, I don't like it as much, but I also have been reading a lot of homework in between, so I think that sort of affects it. But it's mm. about a woman who, when she was a very young child, like six years old, I think, her dad stole her in the middle of the night. And so you follow that story, but at the same time you're following her as an adult, not being able to commit to a relationship with a man because she's never settled down because her and her dad were always on the move. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a point where the whole book shifts and it's all about him trying to find her because she goes off after not being able to commit. I think it's going to be interesting, but I, it's been a slow read for me. So, But I do mm. love her writing style. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely very engrossed in the book. And I'm excited because it's been so long since I read a physical book. <laughs> it's been too long. Yeah. 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 I really thought... I, I got... From, like, the back of the book, it seemed like it was, like, going to be more about, like, Shakespeare and a traveling circus yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Which is why I bought it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But it's more just, like, post-apocalyptic plus, yeah. like, flashbacks to this actor's life. I'm really mm-hmm. interested to see where that ties in, and I really want to know if the photographer EMT guy, like, if he survived... Like, how long did he survive? And will he meet up with her? Like, I don't know. Oh. I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. I know. I, it would be a great TV show, wouldn't it be? It would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd be. I'd be. Yeah. Very interested in that. And it's so. It's such an interesting post-apocalyptic idea because I'm getting so sick of The Walking Dead right now. Mm-hmm. It is so. Oh, oh God, I heard they there just was a major killed. death this they week. They just killed. Oh, spoiler alert! God, spoiler they, alert! I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. They just <laughs> killed someone, and it felt so pointless and yeah. sad and like they've done that so many times that they can't really argue at this point like that's just the way the world is you know like some deaths mm-hmm. don't have any meaning or whatever it's like yeah but this character was on since the first episode yeah. so you should give him a meaningful exit like he deserves yeah. better than that yeah, and I read I read about the death, and I even I, as somebody who's only seen the first episode, I thought that's a really shitty way to treat a main yeah. character. It was really shitty too because the way it was choreographed too. It also it felt like really contrived. Like literally, like the guy standing in front of him shoots himself, but they're like, but somehow falls forward onto him and then pulls him off pulls to him the down. side. Like yeah, just the way it was choreographed, it just felt like. What? Like, how did he let this happen? Like, how did that guy <laughs> fall forward into the side and bring him down with him? Like, how did he not just step aside? Like, I, it just, it all just felt like total garbage. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't, why didn't he just, like, moonwalk out of that situation? Right. <laughs> That's like, what I he, would do. There, there, I, I honestly think he could have, uh, it just feels cheap at this point. Is he know? definitely dead? Apparently there's, like... So, I don't know, someone posted that they saw a set picture of him with, like, a new character later on so that he does somehow survive, which is insane. <laughs> and it just, it, the show, and when that happens, the show already feels relentlessly grim and pointless and depressing and just, what, like, what are you building towards? Nothing. 
and your favorite character can die and it's meaningless and it's just horrible. Yeah. And and then at the end of the episode you're just like, what did I just watch that for? Like, what what am I what am I gaining from this? You know? Like <laughs> yeah. in Station Eleven it's a grim world or whatever where everyone has died, but they've created, you know, <laughs> a traveling symphony that performs and whatever or in the hundred they have all these different you know groups of people and they interact differently and they can talk to each other and culture cultures and yeah and then in the walking dead it's just like either people are horrible murderers or they're zombies Mm -hmm. and anyone who for one second says like i don't think rick's going about this the right way he will literally die almost seconds after saying that (laughs) it's so unsubtle and Uh it's just it's like they just hammer you over the head with like stuff like they'll say in one part of the episode like you've never been covered in blood and not known if it was your best friend or your own or walker blood or whatever and he's like you're right i haven't and then by the end of the episode that character is covered in blood looks at himself in the reflection of some water and it's like oh my god Ugh. Like, it would have been less subtle if someone had turned to him and been like, you are us now. Like, <laughs> now you get it. Like, it's just so, so dumb at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It just, um, so, and oh, and I can't get over the, gen- the central conceit of this last season where they discover thousands of, of walking dead, like thousands of zombies are all trapped in like a quarry. Mm-hmm. And they're like, the thing that's trapping them is going to slip any minute and they could all come out. And my first thought when I saw all of those trapped in the quarry was, great, set that place on fire. Like, yeah. get rid of all of them. First thing I thought. And instead, that was not mentioned once. And instead they're like, we're going we're gonna to make them all migrate. We're going to all walk. We're going to walk the herd of them. <laughs> Why? We're going to, like, set up walls and stuff so they can make a turn down a road. And we're going to, like, lead them miles away from where we live. And it was like, set them on fire. Like, what's happening? (laughs) Who thinks like this? And so it's just, when you start, like, yelling at your screen this much, I I, Mm -hmm. got to stop, don't I? I really do. Yep. We've covered this already this year. (sighs) Sometimes you just have to say that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. I just, now that that character is gone, mm-hmm. I just, I love Michonne. If she was, she's still there. <laughs> it's so hard because they have, in six seasons, made me care about a number of those characters. Yeah. You could just like, watch it. It's not going to end well for any of them. True. Rather, yeah. I don't know. Um, I have a question for you, because my memory is like Swiss cheese. Did I recommend (laughs) Gravity Falls to you, the TV show? On the podcast? Yes. Yes? I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't remember. (laughs) I I can't remember anymore. Okay. Yes! You did. I watched... I did. did. You did. I remember now. You did. Okay. Because I watched an episode earlier today. It came back after like two weeks of not being on, and... Mm -hmm. It was so good, and I was just like, I have to make sure I recommended this to Becca, because it's amazing. <laughs> I have to, I've, like, I've got this side list, I feel like, of children's TV shows that I, that I never stop hearing about, that I need to mm-hmm. watch. So, Gravity Falls, Steven Universe, Adventure Time. I, three. I will say, right now, 
Adventure Time is probably not worth it. Really? Be- because if you watch Gravity Falls, you'll you'll love it so much more than Adventure Time. Because Adventure Time started off okay, and then they realized that they had a huge hipster following, and they were like, let's play into that, and it's going to piss you off. So I would recommend skipping it or just watching, like, the first season, skipping that, watching Gravity Falls instead, because you'll fall in love with Gravity Falls. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And also, I have watched a couple episodes. What was the order again? Gravity Falls, Steven Universe, Adventure Time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've also watched some Steven Universe, and I like it. I love the premise of it, although I hate the voice actor that plays Steven. (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't haven't watched much more because of that, I have to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Gravity Falls is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like a good show to just have when I'm feeling feeling down because they all the bake-off that they had on Netflix was just one season. No, I just finished uh, season five yesterday and I cried a lot. Oh. I'm on my period. I like started weeping but I was also like so happy. Yeah. I was so sad at the same time. Like I don't know. I was just going through some real shit while yeah. watching Great British Bake Off. <laughs> I know. I love that show because in the end they win a plate. Like, yeah, a cake plate. Like, that's just <laughs> the greatest, that's just the greatest competition show in the world. Like, it's ruined Top Chef for me. Like, I'm not interested in Top Chef anymore. It has, yeah. It, ho- it totally has. Um, I was thinking about it. I was like, why, like, what is the deal with British shows and, like, these really dumb prizes that you could just buy in a store? Because the other one I was thinking about is um, Countdown, which is, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's, a, it's like Jeopardy, you know? Yeah. But it's anagrams and whoever wins countdown gets a teapot that's shaped <laughs> shaped like the countdown clock and that's it that is the whole what that's what you win you don't win anything else you win a teapot <laughs> and it's like it's the height of like those people would be on par with ken jennings <laughs> so i don't know it just seems like it's so british like uh, there's an Irish bake-off that started this weekend, and right. it's our homework to watch it. And because we're meeting with the woman who like makes the format here in Ireland, and oh, cool. yeah, and but I'm really nervous because it's its third series, and all I've heard from my classmates is that it's terrible because it's oh. not it's not the British format. Like it doesn't have that charm that you get. Oh. Like that's why there could never be an American bake-off. It's no. it wouldn't translate. No, like. What? We can't have an American say totty bye. Like, <laughs> this is yeah. a crazy word. Tickety boo. Or <laughs> what boo. Well, I so texted you the other day. They were having, um, they were, the two, the two judges were fighting and Sue described it as something like, argy bargy. They were having an argy bargy. They're having an argument? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, a, it's just so cute everything. <laughs> Archie Bargy. Oh, oh my god. I just, I just love that show. Because... I do too. It's just... Like, how many shows can you say, like, I I can't do anything else while I'm watching this because mm-hmm. I want to see how well her dough has risen. Yep. Like, I want to see what it looks like in the oven. Like, mm-hmm. you know, are, are they having some fun banter? Like, I need to see every second of this <laughs> show. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, it's not many shows that hold my attention like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. It's really bad how many shows I watch while doing something else. Yeah. And I'll think of them too. Like, I'll be like, ooh, I can play Candy Crush while I watch that. So I'll watch it now. Like Blind Spot <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's uh, a shame. Oh, did you want to talk about Supergirl? Uh, so we both watch the pilot now? Yeah, but it's, we've been talking for 51 minutes. Oh my god. Can you believe it? This, I can believe it because this is why we're friends. <laughs> are we gonna keep? Are we gonna keep this? Is this a winner? I don't know. <laughs> it has its moments, so we talk about some interesting things. <laughs> All right, let's just go for it, and we'll talk about Supergirl. This is gonna be a longest episode. Okay, no, no. Here's what we'll do. We gotta give Supergirl girl Supergoyim. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, wouldn't it be so cool if they made her, like, Jewish or something? Anyway. <laughs> Never mind. Um, let's uh, save it. We gotta watch episode two, because we gotta give them the benefit of the doubt that the pilot is not a perfect yeah. representation of their show. That's Although, true. it is the same creators I, as The Flash and Arrow. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, uh, related topic. Uh, episode two is online? Already? It is? I think so. Oh, boy. I think I saw GIFs from it, and I think I saw it online earlier today when I was watching the first one. Wow. Like, in a, in a link. I don't know if it's officially on out, but hmm. I'll check. I have to watch Switched at Birth. <laughs> <But> <laughs> once I finish that, I might uh, switch to Supergirl up since okay. if I can find it. But well, yeah, let's let's not judge yeah. harshly yet. Let's but, not judge too harshly, although yeah. I could do without the line, what, that she's just a girl? Well, that's exactly what we wanted him to think. And then, like, it doesn't really change anything. Oh, God. Oh. I thought you I were going to be upset line. with the line the line about how she, like, super, super denies being a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, I could have done without that. <laughs> uh-huh. I also could have done without that little speech about with Calista Flockhart with her frozen yeah. Botox yeah. face saying, yeah. like, I'm a girl. I was like, yeah. no, you're not. And girl is infantilizing and... and What's yeah. wrong with woman? But let's not judge it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, do you have any uh, recommendations for me? Um, it was really the man in the high castle. I think was the recommendation for this week. Oh, that's good. I can take that. Yeah, it's on my list for sure. Yeah, it's an Amazon Prime show. I don't yeah. think I mentioned that. Uh, no, I knew that. Yeah. Okay, but the mm-hmm. audience, the audience needs to know. Yeah. That's um. True. We're always looking out for you, audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there was something else that I I was... Uh... Nope, that's it. Okay. You should well, really I, watch that. I recommended Hannibal to you, so I will okay. let that, I'll let that say. But I want right. to say I did write in my notes when I was writing about it. I, there's one line in here I want to tell you. <laughs> it says... Uh, these people are not real people in the way that The Rock and Vin Diesel aren't humans in Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's okay, that's a good way to put it. It's the same thing. Because cool. there are so many people where I'm like, how did you survive? There are so many people uh, yeah. that should be dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoy that. Yeah. I yeah. will, yep, give it a shot. Um, <laughs> I assume Zach doesn't have something for us because we've recorded very early no. in the week. Yeah. No, but I told him to try a different format of getting it to me so that it sounds louder because I don't understand why it was so quiet last week. Yeah. It's driving um, me nuts. 
is it because you played it up here rather than <laughs> next to your computer? Because that might have been part of it. <laughs> that was part of it for for when you when I played it for you. But then when I added it in oh, after it I converted it, it was still so quiet. I don't understand. Maybe I used the wrong converter again. I can't mm. remember which ones I used previously. The which ones that worked. Oh, um, boy. Well, I have a joke that uh, might relate to your recommendation for me. Okay. If if you want to hear a Hitler joke. <laughs> I'm so wary, but you know what? Let's do it. Okay. I'm so scared. I know. It's not bad. Um, how did Hitler tie his shoesies? Uh... In little Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're ending it on that. <laughs> Wait, I'll tell a better one. I'll tell a better one. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> This one has arm movements. So I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, listeners, because you can't see this. But uh, where did George Washington keep his armies? In his sleeveys. That was like <laughs> one of the first puns you did on this show. Really? It's because yeah. it's my favorite joke of all time. <laughs> I can't tell at all. <laughs> it's like We're one coming of the full one, circle. One of episode the forty-six. Jokes I remember? Uh, is that a good ending? That's. Remember when we would start off with a joke and end with a yeah. joke as well? I just It's because I was supposed to start off with it and you were supposed to end with it and I could yeah. never think of them. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot at a certain point that we used to do that. Yeah. 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 Go off. Okay. Us. Well, <laughs> you are welcome for this, your audience. <laughs> hey Rebecca, it's Zach and Julie. Hi. And uh we just wanted to tell you about a great new business idea Julie came up with. She's actually uh, starting up a bakery specifically for Jewish people for non-religious holidays. Yeah, you wouldn't guess it, but this is quite the market out there nowadays. And uh, right now is actually the busiest time of year. Why, why is that, Julie? Well, because it's Halloween, of course. Yeah, Jews just love Halloween. All right, well... I'll uh, talk to you later. Bye.